Hey guys, future Rebecca again. Remember last week when I said the magical pixies made Ashley record through a potato? Well, this week they left the potato outside, let it sprout a little bit, and then used that to record her instead. Yay! So, I apologize for the sound quality. I clean it up as much as I could, but we do have a very extra special guest with us this week. So, enjoy! Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hello. Hi, friends. How's it going? How are you guys? What'd you say? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Not all at once. What now? <laughs> Still recording remotely, if you can't tell. But we have a very, very special treat for you guys today. Is that me? <laughs> it is you. I forgot what the introduction was. So hi, Zach. <laughs> hey, how's it going? You guys, we have Zach called from Gas Junkie. Hey, I'm glad to be here. We I'm excited to be here. so glad to have you here. I'm sorry. I forgot what the introduction was. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go right now or... We've got this together. For some I reason, I decided to take over on that one and I shouldn't have. Go for it. You did great, sweetie. <laughs> Thanks, honey. I loved it. Perfect. <laughs> Go on, Tiff. You're taking over. So welcome. You're not. You're not done, Tiff. I'm not. <laughs> Crap. Nope. Somebody else take over. <laughs> All right, Zach. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your show and the amazing community you've built? Okay. Well, I'm Zach uh, from Cast Junkie. I've been podcasting for a long time, and so with Cast Junkie, I decided I wanted to help support any podcast. So the best way I figured about doing that was to create a podcast about reviewing other people's podcasts. So that's what I do. And then also we have a Discord community where I have people that have channels for their own shows and they can get on there and talk about their shows with their friends, their family, and their listeners. And then also reach out to other podcasts that are on their listeners and grow their community. Oh, we're supposed to talk about our show on there? Well... <laughs> it's kind of turned into something different now. It's like more of just like a big family of like 2,000 people that love podcasts and yeah, we just do stuff. It's like a massive group chat. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. I like it. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you're one of the moderators now and I'm pointing at the screen and you guys can't see who I'm pointing at because I'm not pointing <laughs> oh, towards oh. my web camera. I so think all of our cameras are organized differently too. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that's true, because I don't know who is where on your guys' screen, but it's the bottom right for mine. All three of you are pointing in different directions, but hi, I've been recruited. Yeah, finally paid off. Discord (laughs) is so much fun. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad that you ladies joined, because I remember, like, who joined first? I can't remember which one of you joined first, but, like, you were like, ah, we don't really know how to do this, and... Really quiet for a while. Now you guys like love it. I think it was yes, me. I think that was Ashley. I was like, I'll check it out, see what it's all about. See, that was like, I think I private messaged you guys on Twitter and just like sent a link or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, it was you yep. and Ruck who, for like a solid month, had been were like gently nudging us, like, "Hey, this is really cool. You should check it out." <laughs> and then we were like, "They won't leave us alone. Can we just give it a shot so that we can tell them we did it exactly. and we don't like it?" And then. I- <laughs> See? Like a week See? later, I was like, oh my God, guys, do it. It's like a drug. 
It is. I spend way too much time on Discord each day. It is a problem. You're welcome. But a good problem to have. You guys should join. <laughs> you haven't lost your job yet, so you're good. Exactly. We don't have our group text anymore. We just talk in there. So if you really want to uh, know what we talk about. about <laughs> no, it's it's perfectly fine. It's more fun to talk about things like dog butts in Discord because more people enjoy talking about it. So why are you apologizing to us? Because we lost our group chat. <laughs> yeah, but now we have it like in the public around other people. That's true. And your listeners can go and join and then see how amazing you ladies are when you're not on the podcast. Oh, honey. Amazing yeah. is one word you could use to describe it. But you guys should definitely check out Discord. Definitely check out Cast Junkie. It is all magnificent. It's all lots of fun. And we're really excited to have Zach here today. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to hear the three stories. Yes. yes. So Zach had a... um. He decided that he wanted small stories from all of us, but there was a theme. And the theme was, I was told ghost, but it was supposed to be haunted. No, you were you so. were definitely told hauntings because we were told in the same messaging system that it was hauntings. Discord. <laughs> I interpreted it as ghosts. <laughs> she read and heard what she wanted exactly. to hear. Exactly. No, I think that actually was in a group text and it was hauntings. It's fine. We'll roll with it. <laughs> but it's fine. You're so pretty. <laughs> we forgive you. This time. Yeah. Well, look, ghosts and haunting go hand in hand. So They do. So does demons and stuff like that. There's, yeah, yes. there's lots of parameters that could fall under the haunting category. Right. Yes, like ghosts. Like ghosts. Exactly. <laughs> she's so uncomfortable. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> no, she's just trying to keep... Keep ghost in there for some reason, but I will start us off and then we'll find out what uh, Tiffany's story has in store for us. All right. So high on a hill above Holston River in Kingsport, Tennessee, sits a beautiful red brick, dark shuttered mansion built by Reverend Frederick A. Ross in 1818. Reverend Ross married Theodosia Vance and they had 15 children. <laughs> together that's too many by the way and that's the yeah. end of my haunting um <laughs> <laughs> uh five of which would die in childhood his first and only daughter to survive to adulthood rowena was born in 1824 and she was his favorite child he sent her to the finest northern schools and in 1842 she returned as the most eligible bill in the area. So suitors were knocking down the door. It wasn't just that she was the daughter of a rich and influential man. She was beautiful, had an outgoing and mischievous personality. Oh, stop it. <laughs> this is not about you. Shocker. I know, Tiff. Sorry. I could have been describing you, too. Um, she had a friend named Ash. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she had a friend named Mag that she would write to about her suitors and she wrote about one that he had an outrageous impertinent request for her to secretly meet him at the upper gate and that her father was so perfectly outraged by it all that she he threatened to horsewhip him oh what does that mean it means he gets on all fours and he stands on his back or sits on his back and just kind of like yeah yeah <laughs> Don't think you do that, that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a pony. <laughs> no, that means that one of her suitors was trying to get her to be sneaky about meeting him and not go through the proper oh. channels of 
introducing himself to the parents. And when her dad found out, he threatened to whip him, basically like he with a horse whip. Naughty, naughty. Bad boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she finally settled on a young man that she referred to as Doctor. She wrote to Mag, tell Doctor that the field is clear. Brown chicken, brown cow. but he had two rivals who were determined to tilt a lance with him at the same time or excuse me at the same christmas tournament which he doubtless remembers and if he is not forthcoming on the occasion it will be truly distressing her dad had narrowed it down to three people she wanted him to be there because she wanted to choose him it's basically what that boils down to so He showed up, he asked for her hand in marriage, and the Reverend Ross was thrilled. He decided to build them a home on the property. It was the same design as his home, but instead of red brick, it was done in white, and it was across the river from the main house. However, his daughter would never get to enjoy the home as it burned to the ground soon after it was complete. This was only the start of tragic circumstances for poor Rowena. No! On the morning of their wedding day, Rowena's groom decided to go fishing with his friends, so they took a small boat out onto the Holston River. The dad killed him. (laughs) The husband did it. (laughs) She was watching them from the porch of her childhood home. The Holston River can have dangerous currents, and on this particular day, a current capsized the boat and pulled the young men under into the icy depths of the river. Three of the men on the boat managed to escape, but... Her betrothed was not one of them. Oh, no. After um, his body was never found. Did they hold him under? Yeah. They were like kicking to stay up. Exactly. Stepping on him to make sure that he was on the bottom, that he could stand on his shoulders, and then they made it out. Exactly. It's like the original gingerbread man riding on the wolf's nose. His body was never found. Rowena was devastated and became a recluse, locking herself away in her third floor bedroom. Rowena, Rowena, let down your hair. (laughs) Rowena finally stepped out again after two years and met another man named Edward Temple, to whom she became engaged and then married. So they did. Tiffany disappeared. (laughs) Where did she go? I'm still listening. Okay. I'm finding chocolate. (laughs) I'm listening. Ma'am, we are professionals. No, we're not. Um, So she's professional chocolate hunters. Yes. It shouldn't be that hard to hunt because we have a basket of it in there, which worries me because by the time we can oh. all be together again, it's going to be gone. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's the real tragedy here. Good. Keep going. Rowena finally stepped out again after two years and met another man named Edward Temple to whom she became engaged and actually got to marry this time. They moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Ooh. He was a wealthy man and she was once again happy until yellow fever struck and took his life. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, People stop marrying her. Right? She's cursed. <laughs> or trying to. Maybe. No. <laughs> Shit happens. Yeah, she didn't give him yellow fever. I don't think that's how that works. Anything that good that happens to her, brand new house, burns down. Tries to get married, dies. Husband does get married. Surprisingly, he didn't die before the marriage. After gets married, dead. Did she have life insurance policy and a homeowner's insurance policy on this? <laughs> I don't think they had homeowner's insurance back then, but possibly it could happen. Maybe she paid his friends to take him fishing, but um, I don't think that they were really hurting for money. So that wouldn't have really made much sense, but you never know. So once again, she slipped into depression. It took her 10 years to recover and then she remarried. 
The couple had a daughter and things seemed to be going well. But one night, Rowena slipped herself into her wedding gown, made her way outside, and slipped silently beneath the water of the river. What? Wait. Why? What happened? She went crazy. Why? Um, some say that she heard the call of her first love and was going to meet him. This was the first of the tragedies for the Reverend, but more bad circumstances would soon follow. A mill that he operated went bust and other businesses suffered losses and many of his investments failed. Just before the Civil War, he had to sell his beloved home, which he called the Rutherford. The man to whom he would sell it would add terror to the part of the house's nickname, House of Terror and Sadness. Oh, damn. That's dramatic. Bum, bum, bum. Joshua Phipps acquired not only Rutherford Plantation, but the Reverend Slaves as well. Phipps had been overseer at the plantation, and he was known for being a cruel man. For this reason, uh, before he sold the plantation, the Reverend freed many of his slaves. Phipps had abused the slaves when he was on the property, but once he became the owner, the abuse intensified. Slave cells were installed in the basement. They were windowless with dirt floors, except for one window that had iron bars. What a jackass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The field slaves were forced to sleep there at night. One woman who grew up there when her parents worked on the property wrote of the basement, quote, As a child, I had to go into this area almost every day because the food mother canned was stored in the basement and the laundry facility was also in this area. The stench was embedded in the ground. The darkness and dampness was sometimes overpowering. One could imagine hearing the moaning, the wailing, the crying of slaves, their misery and despair. If a slave was maimed, he was shot like an animal because he was no more of use. In the front room of the third floor facing the river was a whipping post. Slaves were shackled to the post to be whipped. The bloodstains are still embedded in the wood floors of that room. Days of heavy moisture and the bloodstains reappear. No, I don't like that. That's So what you're saying is if we went there, we could see this? Yes. Can we make a trip down there to see this? No, sir. We can, but only certain areas are visible because it's actually privately owned now. Oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Phipps was cruel to more than just the slaves. His own daughter, Priscilla, fell in love with a young man during the Civil War, and her father did not approve. He arranged to have that man killed in action. Oh. Phipps had a mistress who joined him in the cruel treatment, and some say she was even more evil than he was, even though she herself was a former slave. It was written about Aunt Vic, quote, is what they called her. She was his mistress. She was a slave at Rutherford before the Civil War. She talked about hiding in the reeds and the culverts when the slave traders would come through so she wouldn't be sold. Aunt Vic described Richard Netherland as a workmaster for Joshua Phipps, who made the slaves work harder. She said that both Netherland and Phipps were cruel and beat the slaves all the time. They would also claimed Phipps would say he wanted to be buried standing up at the hill of Rutherford so he could supervise the slaves working. Ooh, what a like supreme dick. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is no bueno. No, not at all. But luckily, his death did come in 1861. He fell ill and no doctor could figure out what was wrong with him. <laughs> oh, darn. I know, it was a coronavirus. <laughs> yes. This is where it all started. Fucking Phipps. 
Out of fear, he was moved to the carriage house so that he wouldn't sicken anyone else. Social quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes back around. Now, if only we all had carriage houses we could be moved to. Right. He was presented with fever and delusions. A young slave boy was assigned to the job of fanning him to keep him cool. His breathing became more labored as the days went by. And when death finally took hold, it came in a very strange way, causing some to think that he was cursed. The slave boy claims that Phipps came out of the fog of his fever and his eyes fixated on a spot behind the boy. The boy turned and let out a blood-curdling scream. The child described seeing a thick cloud of hundreds of buzzing flies. The thick cloud of wriggling flies descended upon Phipps, covering his entire face, and they pushed their way into the openings of his face. He began to suffocate and convulse, and the boy bolted off to the main house to get help. Dude, if you would have hung around, the guy probably would have blown up, and it would have been like a confetti of flies. (laughs) (laughs) A fly pinata! Now that will haunt my dreams, thank you. Anytime! It's like the stomach just expanding, and it just like flies out of the belly button. And it just like fluttering and fuzzing, you can just hear the like... And we have a Tiffany pretzel. (laughs) I think that's record time. It might be. The boy returned with the doctor and family members. They found Phipps dead with his eyes staring up and a look of terror frozen upon his face. However, everyone was confused because there was not a single fly in the carriage house. It was as though they had never existed. The funeral that followed is part of Kingsport legend. His coffin was put on a cart that was pulled by two horses. As the horses made their way up the hill, the wheels of the cart got stuck, and two more horses were brought in to try and pull the cart out. The four horses managed to get the cart moving forward, just as lightning started to flash across the darkening skies. One bolt of lightning hit a tree near the path to the cemetery and knocked the tree onto the path, blocking their way. The pallbearers had to carry the casket the rest of the way to the open grave. People started murmuring that circumstances were due to how evil, pure evil Phipps had been. The pastor began to conduct the gravesite ceremony when the nearby river began to bubble and churn. Oh. The thunder and lightning grew more violent, and then the casket under its dark cloth began to move. Nope. <gasps> With flies. No. Flies. With flies. <laughs> it's the flies. Inexplicably, a large black dog hurled itself out of the casket and ran down the hill to the, towards the slave That house. is never, ever, ever a good sign. The dog's like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> Ashley's covered some demonic-ish right now. Uh-oh. I followed the assignment. <laughs> a plus. Thank you. Plus. Plus. The terrified group of onlookers quickly closed the casket, lowered it into the ground, and buried it. <laughs> They're like, fuck this guy, get him down. <laughs> oh! Can you imagine the panic? It's like almost like a Monty Python where they're like, ah, oh, that happened. Let's just close this and just like bury it now. We're, we're done with this. <laughs> just get rid of him. I would be the oh, one like chasing God. the poor dog. I'd be like, he's scared of the thunder. <laughs> you would chase the demonic dog. Oh, I would a thousand percent. I have percent. a thunder jacket. Come here. <laughs> it's okay, baby. So a company acquired the property. Um, or excuse me, acquired the property and several men, including Jeffrey Johnson and John Dennis, farmed the land. Rotherwood Farms covered 2,000 acres of the original 6,000. They had cows, horses, etc., etc. How many haws? I did not calculate haws. I'm so sorry. That's fine. Whatever. I'll forgive you one day. 
Someday. So the, the farm was bought by the U.S. government in 1940, and Colonel Ryan moved into the mansion with his family. The government occupied the farm until the end of World War II, and then it sat empty for many years. A man bought the property, fixed up the outside, and then sold it to a couple... Uh, excuse me, and then sold it to the Stones. Today, the mansion is owned by Lynthia Tibalt, who we think bought the property in the 1980s. Does she like flies or have a black dog? I don't know. I don't know where she stands on flies. Did the dog come with the house and look a little bit old and tattered? (laughs) But he has to stay here. Someone will come and get him quickly. (laughs) He's been here for 100 years, but you know. It's fine. It's okay. He comes with the bra. He won't leave. We can't make him leave. <laughs> He's stuck inside. <laughs> <laughs> Once he got away from that graveyard, he will not go back outside. So that's what the astroturf in the corner is for. <laughs> so, of course, as you can assume, there are many stories of hauntings on the property. Rowena's apparition is a common occurrence. She is seen walking towards the banks of the Holston River wearing her wedding dress. Making her the lady in white. Sighting of Rowena's ghost started when her family still lived on site. It's also said that her first love haunts the banks of the river due to his tragic death. And the interesting piece of the story is Rowena committed suicide in Huntsville, Alabama. That's not... Oh, yeah. Were they in Huntsville? That's right. I mean, they were in Kingsport, Tennessee. Yeah, she moved with her um, new husband, first or, husband. Yeah, her real husband. Her real husband. Real husband. Yeah, the one that actually lived through the marriage, then died. The second one was a real husband too. Yellow fever just took him away. Oh, yellow oh, fever. Right, that's right. right. Third husband or second husband, third betrothed. Yes. Did this happen a lot back then? Like people just like died and they're like, "Fuck it, I guess I'm trying to get married to somebody else now." Who wants to get married? Weddings already paid for. I mean, women had to. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, you kind of have to. And also, there are people like me out there who are like, I need constant attention. So, <laughs> well, back then, you weren't getting much attention, more than likely, from your husband. Sorry, not not attention that you wanted, at least. Well, good. I'm glad I live now. <laughs> Phipps's daughter, who is believed to have died from grief when she had her lover killed in battle is said to be an apparition seen sitting in one of the front windows of the mansion. The black dog that sprung from Phipps's casket is referred to as the Hound of Hell. Hail. Mm-hmm. Hail. <laughs> Hound of Hail. Uh, people claim that this large black dog roams the area around the mansion. It gives off a low Told you. and mournful howl, particularly <laughs> on stormy nights. Same. Joshua Phipps himself is said to be an apparition. <laughs> Just go out during storms. I don't like storms. <laughs> oh, no. I love them. Me too. Joshua Phipps himself is said to be an apparition at the mansion. He enjoys removing the covers from people when they're sleeping <laughs> and gives off Hell no. a disembodied sadistic laugh. Hell no. What a f- uh-uh. oh, motherfucking creep. I don't play that game. His mistress is here as well, and the reason for that is because after he died, slaves rose up and killed her. They buried her in an unmarked grave somewhere on the grounds. Objects are said to move through the house, and people claim to have been poked or pushed. Hell no. During one of the more recent renovations, some workmen were working on replacing the plumbing and the wiring in the basement. One of the workers looked up from his work and froze. His eyes fluttering open wide, and he went white. He began to scream and ran upstairs as his co-worker looked on in confusion. 
Um, he was followed upstairs and outside where he watched him jump into the work van, peel out as he drove away from the mansion. Um, the man returned the next day as he had left his tools behind and he was calm enough to tell the owner and his co-worker what happened. He explained that he had felt as though someone were staring at him and when he looked up, he saw an apparition materialize right out of the wall. The spirit was a male wearing a suit and had a gigantic black dog with him that had glowing red eyes. The beast was snarling and the man gave the workman a sadistic smile and pointed at him. The dog leapt at him and that's when he ran out of the house. Oh yeah. No! <laughs> He claimed that the dog followed him upstairs and even followed the van down the road for a bit, but only to the edge of the property. How the fuck did the dog do both? He's like, he went upstairs and ran outside. Demon dog. Don't ask yeah, questions. Yeah, he followed the guy out of the basement, out of the house, oh, and then I followed gotcha, gotcha. the van okay. to the edge of the property. Okay, I got it now. I'm not as dumb as I look. Once he gathered his tools, the man never set foot in the house again. You're only 13. It's okay. It's a lot to keep up with. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking to over to the side? You like watch to make sure your door's opening slowly and there's somebody behind it? Or are you saying hi to a spirit friend? Kind of the first one. I can't tell if my husband's outside the door trying to scare me. That'd be perfect. <laughs> you are so paranoid. <laughs> this would be really an opportune time. He is asleep or playing video games. I promise you that. <laughs> this would be a very inopportune time. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. <laughs> she starts yelling, you're not getting laid if you do this. You're not getting laid if you do this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping it's a cat. We're moving on. No, we're not. Hold on. <laughs> Pause for... Uncomfortable Tiffany. Pause for the cause. It's tight. We're good. <laughs> oh, it's a cat. Oh. Okay. I'm sweaty. Let's go. So. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tiffany. Damn cat. While there are claims of three ghosts, Rowena, Phipps, and his mistress, and then, of course, the black dog. One also has to wonder if some of the spirits of the slaves who were treated so badly remain here in the afterlife. Um, while the current owner and friends who have visited the property claim there's nothing haunted on the property, has that always been the case? Could the spirits just be at rest because the home is now loved and taken care of? Or do people in the modern era just ignore the supernatural activity? That would be me. <laughs> You just wouldn't live there. No, I would not. I would not. You'd be like, there's bloodstains that keep coming up through the floor. I'm fucking out. Tiffany would totally turn into, uh, what's her name from it, Beth, where she's just like scrubbing the spot. The, um. <laughs> <laughs> <Mm-mm>. No. <laughs> Duncan? I would, I would spend like two minutes there and then run and say, please bring all my stuff, Matthew. Never mind. Leave it in case they've attached to it and we will start over anew. <laughs> we will live in a tent until we, you know, can afford to replace everything we lost. It's fine. Just go. Just get out. Just get out. So, so that real hard character yeah. name I couldn't think of from Macbeth was Lady Macbeth. <laughs> You know, the one it's named after. It's fine. Yeah, no, MBD. We're cultured. Uncultured swine. Uh, but yes, so <laughs> that is the Rutherwood Mansion in Kingsport, Tennessee. I don't like it. You love it? I liked it. I like Demon Dog. I'm very glad you liked it. I want a Demon Dog. I also like the flies. I'm so glad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just the vision. Like, if we have like a really good graphic artist that's listening, they should just like. Do a dead man with flies coming out of his stomach and then send it into Ladies of Strange. A dead man pinata with flies coming out of the stomach. Exactly. And a dog catching them in midair. Exactly. <laughs> but, no. Or the flies coming out and forming the min dog. <gasps> yes! 
That would be a sick shirt t-shirt idea. Mm-hmm. I can't draw, so someone else got to do this shit. <laughs> I can't either. So you can find us on Discord. <laughs> I have always wanted to have a, get a, a solid black German shepherd in Colin Beelzebub. So. That would be cool. Oh, fun. I thought that was a nice addition to the story. He'll need to be added to every single episode. So he just needs to go with you. A thousand percent. Absolutely. Because, you know, German shepherds are compact and <laughs> well, easily maneuverable. Maybe I'll get a black Pomeranian. That would be no, better. No, that wouldn't be the same. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> you don't know what my gates of hell protector looks like. Don't make assumptions. Little, little black chihuahua. I spray painted him. <gasps> what about a black ferret? I have a black chihuahua. Do you have a black chihuahua? She does. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Chihuahuas come in black? <laughs> She's a tuxedo chihuahua? I always think of like the little Taco Bell like chihuahua. <laughs> They're just like every other dog. They can have different, uh, I was about to say varieties. Nope, they have to look like the Taco Bell one. Nope, they all look <laughs> every like the Taco single Bell Chihuahua one. ever. Um, mm-hmm. She's currently asleep with Hagrid, or I would show you, but she's a tuxedo Chihuahua. She's black with a white stripe from her chin down onto her tummy. Oh, that's cute. She's precious and very But she cute. also looks just like the Taco Bell one. I know it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Identical. Yep. Twins. <laughs> Well, darling, would you like another ghost story? Yes, with demons and flies and demon dog. Thank you. I will leave that up to Rebecca. (laughs) My interpretation of the assignment was ghost. Yes, we've gotten that since you said ghost 75 times since we started recording. Well, it's kind of important (laughs) because... um, It's a friendly ghost, so it's Casper. I actually almost did a friendly ghost episode, but then I found a ghost town. Ooh, okay. And I was like, okay, perfect. I don't have to talk about anything haunted. (laughs) And I still meet the requirement, but I didn't actually, so I'm sorry. Did somebody die in this ghost town? Um, She didn't look into this. Are there deaths? I'm sure somebody at some point has died in this town. Has died in the town? More than likely? (laughs) More than likely. But today, I'm going to be telling you guys, if I can go to the top of my notes here, about Centralia, Pennsylvania. It is, well, a ghost town. Um, What? (laughs) Holy shit. I know. So Centralia was once a bustling mining center, but a hidden... Oh. Uh Uh-oh. She deleted it all. Back up. Yeah. No, I'm uh, (laughs) I'm not going to read that part. Her computer's haunted. (gasps) You bitch. No. (laughs) That is not allowed. Are there flies on your screen? Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Guys, what's that forming right behind her? <laughs> I don't need to be alone right now. Don't worry, your door's opening. It's fine. He won't be alone for long. <laughs> I hate love you guys so much. You're so pretty. You got this for now. For now. <laughs> okay, so a century ago, Centralia, Pennsylvania was a busy small town filled with shops, residents, and a brisk mining business. Coal from local mines fueled its homes and its economy, and its 1,200 residents worked, played, and lived as a tight-knit community. Today couldn't be more different. Centralia's streets are abandoned, most of its buildings are gone, and smoke wafts down graffiti-strewn highways where a prosperous town once stood. The formerly busy burg has turned into a ghost town. The cause was something that's still happening beneath Centralia's empty streets, a mine fire that's been burning for over 50 years resulting in devastation of a community and the eviction and impoverishment of many of its residents. 
How? How has something been burning it for- It burns forever. It's the gateway to hell where the demon dog came from. You're caught. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, I used my outside voice on that one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that cunt can only be said in an outdoor voice. Pretty positive. It's requirement. It is. It is. Okay. So, coal steam fires are nothing new, but Centralia's is the United States' worst and one of history's most devastating. Before the 1962 fire, Centralia had been a mining center for over a century, home to a rich deposit of uh, this really nice coal with a really nice name. (laughs) Nailed it. Anthracite coal? Better than I would do. Thank you. The town was incorporated after mining began in the 1850s. Mining defined life in Centralia from its rough and tumble residents to its seedier side. During the er, 1860s, the town was home to members of the Molly Maguires. Did you just say the rough and tumble side to the seedier side? From its rough and tumble residents to its seedier side. Isn't that like the same type of people? Didn't we just do like a circle? (laughs) You know, look, town borders formed a circle. Uh Uh-huh. It's fine. Rough and tumble seedy. Seedy side. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Rough and tumble seedy. The seedy rough and tumble parts. Fair enough. That was, um, you know, something that I found from a very reputable source, and I actually mean that. It's the History Channel. (laughs) This is not their, like... This is not their, uh, their, what's it called? The, the coal mining people. Nope, that's not it. I'm reading about coal mining. What's their show? Gold digging. I don't know. Not their reality stuff. Gold mining show on the Discovery Channel? Are you talking about like the Alaskan Frontier thingy? Yeah. 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 It's not reality show stuff. This is, you know, the history side of history channel. Okay. The dark and seedy Audinary. Yep. I'm trying to lighten her up so that she can get dark and eerie and scary and stuff again and watch out for the flies behind her. So it's fine. Zach. <laughs> I so want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go back to the history of Centralia. So in the 1860s, they had a secret society that originated in Ireland and made its way to American coal mines along with the Irish immigrants called the Molly Maguires. In the late 1860s, the Molly Maguires is suspected to have committed a rash of violence within Centralia. They were implicated in everything from murder of the town's founder, Alexander Ray, to the death of the area's first priest. Well. Yeah. Wow. They're a little bit mean. They were. Most of the time when you have little mob gangs like that, they're not nice. But oh. And they were Irish, you said? Yes. They were they Irish. Were they like miners over in Ireland? And then they're like, fuck it. The mines are here dry. We're going to America. Going to Pennsylvania. You're going to Pennsylvania. The coal mines <laughs> are dry. Yep. I'm going to say. Or maybe their coal mines were on fire. Yeah, maybe they yeah, maybe they already started the fire over there. So they're like, fuck it. We're getting out before we get blamed. Right. We didn't start the fire. We just ate potatoes and drank some beer. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. So eventually, after a brutal attempt to subdue the Mollies and the execution of some of the group's suspected leaders in 1877, the crime wave ended. Centralia's dependence on mining didn't, though. By 1890, it was home to over 2,700 people, most of them miners or their family members. And even though the stock market crash and Great Depression struck a strong blow to the coal industry, it did not kill the town. 
it took tragedy to do that, but it's not entirely clear how the tragedy began. It seemed to have started with the Centralia Land Fire, an abandoned mine pit that had been converted into a garbage dump in 1962. Trash was a thorny issue in Centralia, which was full of unregulated dumps, and the city council wanted to solve a problem in the unwanted odors and rats. In May of 1962, the city council proposed cleaning up the local landfill in time for their Memorial Day festivities. But, but why... Their landfill was so bad that in order for them to have a Memorial Day party, they had to clean up the landfill. That's that's pretty bad. I mean, it was unregulated, so that it was pretty bad. But landfill fires aren't uncommon. I mean, tire landfills catch fire quite often. There are tire landfills? Mm-hmm. Oh. We have one, like, right down the way from here. All right, so though competing theories exist about how the fire was sparked, it's thought that the Centralia dump fire sparked a much larger mine fire beneath the town. There was one thing I read that said the fire, since it was a common thing to do this, when they put it out, they didn't think much of it, but they didn't completely put it out, and it made it into the mines below. Oh. Did they not listen to Smokey the Bear? Only you can prevent coal fires. (laughs) There had to be some sort of training video for these miners to know... Definitely. 1890. They had HD quality video. (laughs) Well, this was 1962. So they did have videos, but definitely not HD or... What? Did they even have VHS then? I don't think they did. I have no idea. I'm just talking. It was still the little... (laughs) Real. It was the what again? It was still the what? Yeah. A movie reel? It's the movie reel. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was black and white back then and somebody on the piano... Yes, exactly. No, I think Technicolor was out by then. Yeah. Yeah, Technicolor was like early 60s. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I do a podcast. That's the Wizard of Oz. That's relatively new compared to that. But again, my knowledge of the 60s starts and ends <laughs> with Mad Men. So, <laughs> so take, take that. <laughs> We're going to assume they did not watch the Technicolor safety uh, video. <laughs> and Smokey the Bear was probably still smoking a cigarette at this point before he caught a forest of <laughs> <and> fire. <laughs> Exactly. Soon a fire was raging in a coal seam beneath Centralia. It spread to mine tunnels beneath town streets, and the local mines closed due to unsafe carbon monoxide levels. Multiple attempts were made to excavate and put out the fires, but all of them failed. The reason, ironically, is the aftermath of the mining that defined Centralia for all of those years. There are so many abandoned mine tunnels in the area that one, many, or all could be fueling the fire, and it would be unbelievably expensive and likely impossible to figure out which one stokes the fire and to close off every single one of them but it's been burning for how long uh this was 62 so over 50 we're at 58 years and they still haven't found a way honey those mine tunnels are nothing but like sparks for the fire fuel for the fire that's what i was looking for but how is there still fuel left after 50 years? Why don't you just put a hose down there and turn it on? Because it's not just the coal mines you have. You still have all the exposed veins you're mining the coal from. Mm. When did you become a coal miner, Rebecca? It's thermo. <laughs> Straight thermo. Oh, that can be mind. real, but statics can't be. I never said thermos could be thermos. <laughs> Are we talking about like... Like the thermoses that we carry coffee in? Is that what we're talking about? Those are extremely real. Those are real. I got one. (laughs) No, so you've got... There's just no way to stop this fire. It would be way too expensive and just isn't going to happen. So as the years went on, the ground beneath the city itself became hotter and hotter, reaching over 900 degrees. Oh my God, does that mean the ground there is really warm? So like you're like, nobody needs fucking heated floors because it's already fucking heated. Hold up. 
The floor is literally lava. <gasps> oh, the shit, we can go play the game there. The yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. That needs to be where the next pod convention is. Yes. And it's just one massive game of the floor is lava. No shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Perfect. Well, that there may be a slight obstacle with that that I'll get to in a minute. Nope. Okay, sorry. No obstacles <laughs> No obstacle. There. We can drive in. It's fine. Our tires will melt, but whatever. It's part of the game. You can't stop the indie podcast community. We're yeah. all a little twisted. <laughs> we'll find a way. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so smoke poured from sinkholes and gas-filled basements. Residents started to report health problems and homes began to tilt. Quote, even the dead cannot rest in peace, wrote Greg Walter for People in 1981. So what I'm hearing is even dead bodies could help you keep off the floor of lava. Yeah, you could just like cough and hop. Cough yep. and hop. Cough and hopping. <laughs> cough and hop and demon flies. <laughs> no. That's our team name, Dibs. <laughs> So graves, quote, graves in the town's two cemeteries are believed to have dropped into the abyss of fire that rages below them. Maybe, okay, maybe not Coffin Hoppin' then. I still really like that name, though. I do like Coffin Hoppin'. Coffin Hoppin' demon flies. (laughs) Centralia still burns as one of 38 known active mining fires in Pennsylvania. 38? Yes, which this article was April of 2019. There could be more. There could be less. So Pennsylvania just like, don't fucking go there. Yeah. No, it's either like mine fires or... Um, Hershey Factory. Oh, Hershey Factory? Hershey Factory is there? Yeah, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Her- Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah, learn something new every day. Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so according to the state's <laughs> Department of Environmental Protection, the fire could burn for another century if left uncontrolled. Oh, control well, it. How are we supposed to control it? There is no way to control it. Everyone go pee on it. <laughs> go get everybody, everybody from the indie podcast community, let's go pee on this place. <laughs> and put out the fire. <laughs> just spend a week there just peeing. Just peeing on it. He's like, I hope this helps. I mean, look, we will just all continuously drink so that we can do our part. Yep. Break the seal and put out the mind fire. Exactly. Hashtag support any podcast. <laughs> yeah. We now have a game plan. <laughs> and coffin hopping. We'll have to dig some up apparently, but whatever. Well, if they haven't fallen into the abyss yet. Well, if we start digging and we fall into abyss, just pee on your way down to help it out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do your part. Do your part. Okay, so modern day Centralia is known as much for the blaze and the graffiti that covers its abandoned highways as for the mining that once sustained it. And forget extinguishing the fire that has turned the town from a small mining center to a place infamous for its hidden blaze. As geologist Steve Jones told Smithsonian, quote, putting it out is the impossible dream. You haven't met a group of determined indie podcasts that want to get their name out there. Yeah, we can graffiti <laughs> the fuck out of those rows of OEP. <laughs> There's even like a, like, there's like a, I'm looking at photos of it right now, old parking lot or something, and they put a chain across it and it says, stay out. I want to go in. Mm, challenge accepted. That, that's convincing. We should leave it alone. Yeah, exactly. Right? No. I want to poke it. <laughs> <laughs> poke it with a stick. 
and then pee on it. And then pee not, on it. Not going to lie, streets covered in graffiti are really pretty. They really are. And it is a huge tourist attraction. So before we get to the highway, just know that there were um, 1,200 residents in 1962. As of 2017, there were only five residents. Well, let's fucking change that. Well, so... Nobody can move into that city. Oh, it's one of those things. Yeah, they have a contract. The people who still own houses there have a contract with the state saying that when they die, they can't leave their house with anybody in their family or sell it off. It has to go to the state. That's messed up. They better be paying them like monthly, like a lease or something for their property. Well, they were all paid to leave, evacuate. They were given money like go settle elsewhere. But a bunch of people, I think it was like... Maybe 63-ish, somewhere around there, decided to stay. But I think it was back in 2012. Oh, here it is. Uh, Centralia zip code was discontinued by the Postal Service in 2002. State and local officials reached an agreement with the seven remaining residents as of October 29, 2013, allowing them to live out their lives there, after which the rights to their houses will be taken through eminent domain. Bullshit. What a cocky government term. Right? <laughs> But let's talk about this highway. So the Graffiti Highway is really cool and a huge tourist attraction. Unfortunately, with quarantine going on right now or social distancing or self-isolation, the abandoned stretch of roadway is now getting a lot of foot traffic because people are bored and aren't staying indoors like they're supposed to. Well, I mean, if there's only five people in the town, you're under. They're probably like the social distancing champs over there. They are. However, all the people coming to the uh, highway are not. And because of that, they've started covering the highway with dirt and have closed it to the public. Rude. Corona's just fucking everything up. What a fucking bitch. Who would do that? Corona. Uh, The state of Pennsylvania and Corona. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't like either one of them now. No. Now? But that is the ghost town of Centralia, Pennsylvania, and I jacked up the assignment, but that's okay. It's fine. fine. So I'm looking at some photos of Centralia, and like, do these people just get like, when somebody dies, and they're like, well, that's technically owned by the state now, but fuck it, I'm gonna own that house too, and they just like, move their shit, and like, now it's just like, one big like, city of like, five people that own every single house. Well, a lot of the houses were torn down or have started to just fall apart and nobody's messing with them. Well, if I lived there, I would screw with them. You would, but you are a special breed and I appreciate that. But the state would probably be like, okay, this person's dead. I'm taking over here. If I catch you on this property, there will be serious consequences. And then I get your land too, because you're not, you're in jail. So I mean, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Mine and the old lady next door who just died. I took her house, but you can have it now. It's fine. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's how <laughs> this fine. works here. There's a uh-huh. bunch of flies in there and there's a black dog, but... Mm. Do what you want with it. <laughs> you sure you want to go in there? <laughs> that's why they won't put out the fires. They're afraid of all the flies and the black dog. Oh, that's true. It's probably keeping them away. I'll go down there and put it out. It's fine. Look, if you were the Antichrist, that would be a perfect spot to live. How do you know that they're not? Yeah, maybe Austin, the population goes to six instead of five. And then you're like, who the fuck is the sixth one? But it's really not an actual person because that person's made up of flies. So it's fine. So Rebecca, you want to tell us a story? Sure. There's significantly less flies in this one. Hey. Perfect. So 
In the same city of the notorious tree that owns itself sits a building that's part of an inexplicably popular college. UGA. So the school was founded on January 27th, 1785 and would become a major part of a national pastime in 1892. In 1821, Waddle Hall was completed on North Campus near Jackson Street and is currently the second oldest building on campus. In 1918, Waddle Hall was known as the Road Laboratory Building while also serving as a dormitory for students. So research indicates Waddle Hall was renamed after World War II to give credit to Dr. Moses Waddle, who became president of the college between 1819 and 1929. Waddle baby, Waddle baby, Waddle baby, Waddle. That is wrong. That's over 100 years. So it's supposed to be 1819 to 1829. <laughs> So back to the Antichrist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. Um, <laughs> so, at least you caught it. Yeah, I, I would have gotten so mad at myself if I caught that post at it. Fun fact, I did that in a recent episode. Oh, shit. Was, was there a future Rebecca here? Did you uh, put in a note? No, I couldn't fix it. I left it as an Easter egg. Oh, fair enough. So... One young man, after serving in World War One, was looking forward to returning to campus and to his girlfriends. Do you say girlfriends? Friend. Oh, I thought you had like S, and I was like, hmm, Mormon college? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would be really excited to go home to my girlfriends, too, if I had multiple Not just there, one, but... though. If there's only one, F it. Not worth it. But... <laughs> Back to the back to this man and how he's excited to see his girlfriends. Girlfriend, friends, tomato, tomato. Um, upon his return, he had found that his girlfriend had taken up another lover. <gasps> right? That bitch. that bitch. This young man was distraught, understandably. I'm sure. And three he of was. his friends loaned the couple a room to work things out. Because that's how that works. That Ooh. sounds um a little uh, forceful? A little bit. So around 2 to 3 a.m., other students reported hearing gunshots. After investigating, it was found that the young man, assuming that he didn't get the answer he wanted from his girlfriend, had committed a murder-suicide. Seems like you worked it out. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, that is one solution. It is a solution. No longer it's has not the right one, but it is a solution. That is technically correct. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. She she is no longer with the other guy. Dude, she made me so uncomfortable last week. This is fine. So faculty minutes from 1918 do indicate that two bodies were found. And while a brief story ran in the local paper the day after the bodies were found, the university swept this whole thing under the rug pretty quickly. Under the dorm. Is he a football under player? Th- <laughs> under the dorm. Why? But that's... Because it's 1918 in the Deep South, and it's scandalous. Tiff, are you getting chocolate again? No. Are you lying? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she's getting chocolate again. Ma'am, keep going. Okay, so these same meeting meeting minutes indicate that both bodies are found stripped of their clothes, which would obviously sensationalize the entire story. (gasps) Oh, gasp. Pre-marital naughty, 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 naughty. So this couple had stripped naked, murder, suicide, whole thing swept under the rug. They just didn't want to get their clothes dirty. Let's be real about this. Well, would it matter if it's a murder, suicide, though? Would what matter? If it's a murder, suicide, would you care if you had to clean up afterwards? Somebody mm. has to clean up afterwards. He yeah. was being semi-considerate. Maybe it was her 
roommate's dress. Yeah, maybe she had to return it. <laughs> the tag was still on. There are a lot yeah. of variables here. <laughs> so another source indicated that it wasn't an affair that triggered the sequence of events, saying that one night a male student was caught while he had a girl in his room. Uh-oh. The male student was so disgraced that he decided the best course of action was to kill the woman and then himself because drama. Well, no, the best course of action is to finish what you're doing, snuggle, and then send her home. We'll see. See, <laughs> I have to agree. They did that, and then he was ashamed for being caught. I don't care. Why? Well, learn your lesson. Do better next time, and don't get caught. South in 1918. I don't. I don't know. Lock the door. Yeah. Put a sock on it. Exactly. On what? The doorknob. <laughs> the door. <laughs> Just check. I'm not that homeschooled. <laughs> I mean, yes, I am, mom and dad, if you listen to this. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of speculation to this story. The only thing that can be confirmed was, yes, there was a murder-suicide the year of 1918, but due to limited information and to the fact that I didn't want to pay $20 for a book on Amazon, it's murky what happens or why this happens. So today, the Waddle House is still used by campus and is relatively unchanged since its initial construction in 1821. Asbestos. And lead paint. And lead paint. See? Double whammy. So the house is part of a walking tour during which the first version of the story is told and you can see the outside of the house for 15 bucks. Wait, what? Or just walk by the house? Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a walking ghost. Okay. <laughs> it's like a walking ghost tour throughout Athens. So it's not like you just walk up to this house, pay your 15 bucks and like go home. You see like, <laughs> it's like a whole thing. So you could listen to our podcast, walk past the house. <laughs> and you're good to go. Pretty much. And not pay $15. Is it $30 to go inside the house? Not if you're a student, probably. I have connections. I'm going to register and then never pay <laughs> class. You would be like half of the students at UGA. I want to visit all the haunted buildings, please and thank you. Can you play football? Because they'd probably let you in. I can throw, I think. We'll try. <laughs> I can kick it into the net. I can pro <laughs> Is there a net in football? Because that's a little fucked up. I haven't seen that on the NFL, <laughs> but okay. I'll go with you Depends on Depends on uh, what country you're asking. That's very true. So, however, to this day, there are reports of lights flickering and strange sounds, reportedly sounds of arguing and sometimes gunshots, presumably the couple returning to the room to resume their lover's quarrel. So I went down the rabbit hole of trying to find a local story and then didn't end up with flies or demons. (laughs) But you got murder, love, and naked dead bodies Yes, I did. And we don't know why they're naked. No. So that's good. I mean, we can assume, but we, we know don't know why they're naked. I have a theory. You said the house is almost unchanged since its original construction. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. It's not haunted. People are only hearing and seeing things because of the previously mentioned lead paint and asbestos. So <laughs> it's fine. The electrical is just really bad, too. That's the reason why the lights flicker. Exactly. The gunshots? I- you're hearing The things. gunshot is just a circuit breaking. You're pop. Mm-hmm. Have you transformer? Yeah, have you transformer ever heard just a, a squirrel hit a transformer? It's not have fun. Have you? Yes. We had a transformer by the house I lived in growing up, and every once in a while there'd be like a gunshot, and I'd freak out. And my mom's like, "No, it's just a squirrel. It's, it's just fine. a squirrel." That's what she told you, but it was literally the next door neighbor murdering his wife. Oh my god! At no. Model Hall. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> Do you ever notice after the quote unquote squirrel, your mom was always like, no, we're not going to go outside today the next morning. <laughs> your mom's Let's like, we're just stay, stay inside, inside and watch mystery bit. men yeah. again. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to watch Cops so you don't hear or see the flashing lights outside. <laughs> so you just think you're part of the show. Yeah. It's like that 4D experience. <laughs> well, I loved it. I've discovered Tiffany hates flies. And demon dogs. Well, I knew that, but now I know about the flies. Yeah. Just fly pinatas. Oh, no. <laughs> Not into that. I wonder what sound the body would make as it like tore open with flies not great it depends on how freshly dead that would that would play into the factor if like death by fly it would be pretty squishy that you know the whole squelch that i mentioned that i don't like when you're watching a show with subtitles and it says squelch Mm -hmm. that's the sound it would make well darling thank you so much for joining us today and no thank you for having me Oh, God. We, anytime. Before we close out the show, though, could you uh, tell our listeners once again where they can find you and what you do? Uh, yeah. So find me over at Twitter at CastJunkie and CastJunkie.com where you can find a link to the Discord. And you can also buy merch there that supports any podcast. So all of my profits from Patreon and merch all go back to other people's podcasts. I pay for like their hosting. Uh, I paid for some people to get some merch. I paid for microphones for some audio dramas and stuff like that. You're amazing in every way and everybody appreciates you not really yes i just try to help out well it is seen and it is greatly appreciated well thank you so everybody go check him out all righty well remember friends everyone has something that they find odd like flies let us tell you why it's not and if you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss you can share them with us on any of our social medias, links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com, and you can send pictures of flies to Tiffany's social media, just FYI. I hate you, Rebecca. All right, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash theladiesofstrange. Keep it strange, lovelies. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.